Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. back everyone to the blue jays podcast brought to you by tip joining me as always i know it's been a long time since we've been back for this but joining me as always is jake middleton and david morissuti guys there's a lot to talk about with the blue jays offseason here it's just getting started um before we get into anything in depth though sad news with jerry howarth obviously he was diagnosed with prostate cancer he's getting surgery to get it removed i know myself and everybody here we wish him nothing but the best um aside from that how you guys doing uh, it's a morbid way to start, but well, it's, it's yeah, it's not a great way to start. But uh, I guess I guess you could say at least they uh, there's hope that he can he can beat it. He they find looks like they found it early enough that he's going to have surgery, and there's hope for it. So yeah, it's 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 a sad it's a sad thing, but we we wish him nothing but the best. I mean, Jerry is just a legendary broadcaster here in Canada, especially with the Blue Jays. I would rather listen to him sometimes his calls on the radio than the guys' calls on TV, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I always just I love listening to Jerry. Uh, I have the MLB TV app because I unfortunately do not live in the Toronto area, so I get to listen to him, and it's uh, he's definitely a treat. He's one of the best. Him and John Sterling for the Yankees are are some of the best, and of course Vin Scully, who's exactly as well. But he goes without saying. Yes. Shifting to the offseason, there's a lot of news with the Blue Jays. Obviously, we got. Batista and Carnacion, they go without saying. They headline what is like a mass exodus for the Blue Jays this offseason. But, you know, Kendrick Morales is here. Jay Bruce might be on the uh, on the horizon. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> oh. Okay, so with Batista and Carnacion basically rejecting their qualifying offers and probably heading elsewhere, how do you replace them, guys? You go younger. That's 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 my thing is you go younger and you get guys who are not going to be injured like Bautiza has been for the majority of the last couple of seasons and you get someone who's going to give you more production more consistently in the lineup. Uh, that's that's where I would go. I mean Edwin's a hard one to get to replace. He's been really good the last couple of seasons. He's probably been one of the best power hitters for the Jays the last couple of seasons. Uh, but you got Josh Johnson here. You got Troy Tulowitzki. You got guys that hopefully will pick up the slack if Edwin were to go. But you just get guys now in free agency that can provide you more consistency and cheaper too. Yeah, I mean, again, it really goes back to how much money the Jays are being given. I mean, it really dep- it depends on on what their salary scru- structure is going to look like next year, but. I think what was the number that they said it was like uh it was going to be like 170 or something 
They wasn't said 170 one, to 180 in that ballpark. 170, like, okay, 170, 180, which would be, what, $20 million in added payroll? Roughly. <sighs> About 20, it depends on what happens with some arbitration, with some guys they bring back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's tough. Uh, you got to really go out and look at who's available and who fits. Obviously, I, I just don't think they're going to sign back Edwin or Jose for the numbers that are being thrown around right now. I mean, I believe that that figure that Edwin's agent is throwing out of five years, $125 million. It's just, it's absurd. I mean, five years for a guy that's 34. Yeah, he's coming off a great year, but geez, that's... I agree with, with Ross Atkins and and, uh, and what he offered, which is believed to be around four years and $80 million. I think that's the highest I would go, and outside of that, I would, I would try, to, try to either platoon first base position or something like that, but I really am a, a, a big fan of the guy who I'm assuming is replacing Edwin as, as a DH in Henry Morales. I think he will uh, get 30 to 35 homers in the Rogers center. And I like that signing. Well, it's, it also goes into what you were saying, Jake, with uh, offering a four years at 80 million. Isn't that close to what Ortiz was making with the Red Sox? And I think they're pretty similar players in Ortiz and Encarnacion in terms of hitters. I think Ortiz was a little bit better. Uh, so yeah, I think that's, that's, I think that's fair. Going $25 million for a guy who you're paying mostly for offense, his defensive game did get better, but I think you can use that money and put it elsewhere. That's much neat, especially like the bullpen and the outfield. Okay, here's a thought with both guys, Bautista and Encarnacion. Obviously, a lot of teams around MLB right now, the saying is that they're waiting to see what the new luxury tax is going to be set at. The CBA expires December 1st, so the current luxury tax is at $189 million. If you exceed that, there's a penalty. So teams are kind of hoping that goes up, specifically the Red Sox, because then if it goes up a lot, they can make a big run in Encarnacion. If it doesn't, they're probably looking at a guy like Beltran. But if it stays the same, would the Blue Jays maybe be willing to go into the luxury tax, like take the penalty and bring these guys back, or are we completely ruling that out for them? I'm completely ruling that out for them. I mean, <laughs> in my opinion, I think there's maybe five teams that are luxury tax candidates, and that's the Yankees, Red Sox, uh, Cubs, Dodgers, and I don't know, maybe the Angels or something like that. I I can't really think of any other team that would be willing to spend that much money. But yeah, people got to understand that the Blue Jays are at an added disadvantage, that the Canadian dollar is, what, about 73 cents for U.S. dollar, so they're they're taking a significant disadvantage on profits, so that's a that's a lot more money for them to shell out. So I just don't see it. I think that would be an insane. That'd be about almost a forty to fifty million dollar increase in payroll. Just doesn't make sense. So you think the one hundred and seventy, one hundred eight million dollars they said is a hard number? I think that's fair too. Yeah, I think it's a hard number. I mean, you've already proved that they're good enough to be in a World Series. I mean, they're. They've just missed out back-to-back years, and if it wasn't for you know a slump or just running into a buzzsaw like they were with the pitching staff of, of Cleveland and the bullpen or just that offensive lineup that was in Kansas City last year, I mean, they've showed their close, I think, just adding slightly to it, maybe even you know another another big time player in that lineup would have been would be big for them so i'm fine i'm completely fine with what the ownership is offering because here's my my little dilemma with the blue jays is i know a lot of fans want them to keep incarnacion right now but i think what people are forgetting is that josh donaldson's coming up and aaron sanchez can be due for a new contract pretty soon 
those two guys alone right there are going to be a lot of money. If you sign Encarnacion to this big monster deal, the team is basically committing themselves to being a $200 million payroll team if they sign Encarnacion and then probably bring back Donaldson and Sanchez. That's the thing. they got to pay all these guys eventually, right? So it's kind of a, them picking who they want to pay. How many more years of control does Sanchez have? Doesn't he have two? No, they, yeah, but, I mean, you're not going to keep lingering with that guy just, like, you know, year to year to year. Yeah, I know. I, I think they're going to reward him. They're going to pay him. They should. I, I'd i also be the one to go out ahead and make him a deal before he gets that huge contract, something like $17 million a year right now. Exactly, but that's still going to count towards his payroll, right, this $180 million payroll we're set at. Yeah. So they got to pick who they want to pay. So I think with that in mind, Encarnacion's gone. Yeah. Would that yeah. be a fair assessment to say? I think yeah. it would be, yeah. It's it's tough because, I mean, in Bautista, I think it's the same. I think it was either going to be one or the other if they want to bring someone back. I didn't imagine both were going to be back. And even with Bautista, again, if he's looking for a long-term deal, you can't, you can't, you can't justify giving a long-term deal to a guy who's getting older, He's had injury issues when you obviously, as you just said, Chris, we have guys who are going to need contracts and Donaldson and uh, Sanchez, and those are going to be big numbers. I'd rather put it there and wait for guys in their minor system to maybe they, they can step it up and and just roll with that rather than pay two aging guys who obviously have produced, but I don't know if they're going to produce, how long they're going to keep producing at the rate they are. Would you guys bring Bautista back on a one-year deal and kind of operate on the same way the Red Sox were with Ortiz where, you know, if he's producing, they'll give him another year contract and kind of reward him and take care of him? Would, like, would you guys do something like that or are you just willing to just completely move on from Jose? Uh, I'm willing to pretty much completely move on because I, I just don't see him doing that. I mean, why would he do that? Well, what he, contender is going to want to sign him, right? I mean, who out there can <clears throat> truly take him? A lot of teams. Boston can take him. The Mets can take him. Uh, oh, the Mets are contenders now? <laughs> did, were they not in the World Series last year? I hate okay. the Mets more than anybody. I know you do. You call me little brother. Yeah. But, okay. But they were in the World Series. I mean, they have that pitching staff, so. Well, know. I mean, the Mets, like, if you're them, you're they, probably going to run the test. They, they believe they're a contender. How's that? Okay, fair, fair. But the thing is with Bautista, his defense is diminishing so much that he's likely going to shift into a DH role. If you're Boston, you're going to go for Encarnacion first. No Encarnacion, then Bautista. maybe Bautista or Beltran. I don't know. That. They're like kind of working on the cheap, which is – I don't know why it's taking so long. They, they just seem like they don't want to pay him that money. Who's this, sorry? Boston. Two. They don't want to pay Bautista or they don't, want, don't to pay... want to pay – Edwin what he wants. They, no. Like, no. I think his agent just say, stating that number is just – was totally overshooting because no, I haven't heard any team that has even made a contract offer to him. Well, everybody's waiting for the new CBA, right? They all want to see how much luxury tax is going to go up. Because if the Red Sox were to sign Encarnacion at anything more than I think it's 20 mil right now, they're going to have to pay a recapture penalty. And if you're them, I think you'd rather... How are they not over already? They're basically sitting on $50 million in money. Yeah, with Pablo eating up half of that. Yeah, that guy has Mr. Nielsen. Literally, yeah, literally eating. Price is price is thirty one. Don't forget about Hanley. Yeah, Hanley Ramirez, who actually had a pretty solid year. Well, basically, what you're doing is you're taking Ortiz's money off the books and then transferring some of that to Encarnacion, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, I mean, if you're the Reds, if you're any team for that matter, and you're willing to spend, why wouldn't you just wait to see what the number is, right? 
Yeah, that's true. Might as well. I think it would just make sense to wait. So when do you think it would be? How I'm trying to figure out how long the other teams are gonna have to wait. Uh, that's what I'm figuring. I'm trying to figure out too. I mean, we're two weeks away from the CBA completely expiring. That's probably not gonna happen. I'd say within like a week or so they'll get it done. But until then, I think everything's just gonna be rumors and stuck in limbo. And that's, would that not make sense? Yeah, and it sucks for the other free agents too because I think Edwin Jose are kind of holding up some of the other deals. I know the Jays were kind of they want to either move on or try to make something work and I think at this point they're moving on I think it's a smart move get ahead of some of the other teams who may want to who are interested in the the other guys that the Jays are well that's what I was going to say to you guys too because Encarnacion and Bautista are viewed as these top five free agents they're going to set the market right of what players are going to get like if you're Beltran and you're waiting to see what Bautista gets before you demand a contract you know it's kind of holding you in limbo here but on the other side if you're the Jays like you just said, Dave, maybe it's smart to jump out ahead like they did with Morales and start signing guys and yeah. just kind of, you know, figure the luxury tax doesn't affect us, so let's go pay. Let's go spend, sorry. Exactly. And it's if you and if you're the Jays, if you're not a team that's going to go up to the luxury tax, might as well just spend up to what your limit's going to be and just get the guys you want or the guys who may have been your second option and just know that you're happy to come up with filling the holes you need to be filled. You want to talk about some of those options then of guys we would pick to fill? Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Let's go. You ready? Oh, Jake, you're fired up over there. <laughs> yeah. You got, your, you got your spreadsheet all ready to go? Yeah, I got you it. A bunch of guys. Okay. I'm ready to go, yeah. Let's throw out the most obvious name that we all love, and he's been linked to the Jays a lot. Josh Reddick. I think he fills right field perfectly. Yeah, and some people have talked about his uh, his defense kind of on the – like not, as, not being as well and his offense kind of declined when he went to L.A., but this guy hits really well at the Rogers Center, and I think he provides more defensively than what Bautista did. And I was about to say that. Yeah, and his average is way better than what Bautista's was last season. Like people forget how how bad his average was at mo- for most of the season. Obviously, he was a little bit better in that end str- that final stretch. But I think Reddick is probably the better option and cheaper too, which is better. And you don't have to give up a draft pick to get Reddick. Yeah, that's that's the big thing for me is the fact that you don't have to give up a draft pick. Because, I mean, I'm thinking of a picture-perfect scenario for draft picks is you get Edwin signing with, say, Houston, and Batista goes to the Mets. I mean, that'd be that's... perfect. Hey, you'd get high draft picks, and you'd have three, three first-rounders, which would really do a lot for the, the, the Jays' um, farm system, which is – steadily improving but still not where it should be well here's my problem if, if you're the Mets though is like what are they going to do with Granderson Jay Bruce they're just going to kind of you know and let sit on the bench or platoon right field with uh, Bruce and Bautista Oof. I mean I know it's not our outfit, problem but I'm just they, saying Bautista is better than any player on their team right now jeez any player yeah okay now who's bet? who would be better than him I mean, I think you can make an argument that he's in the same class as guys like, oh yeah, Cespedes isn't there now technically. Not on the team. Like guys well, he's like a free agent. Yeah, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I think him and Jay Bruce are comparable. Oh my god! I know, I know, I can't believe I'm saying that, but like, if you're gonna literally grade them out the same right now, considering the seasons they recently both had, they're similar. I would take Bautista over Bruce, but I think it's not as far fetched as we think it is. I guess, but you know, he's. He's really hot and cold. He strikes out a ton. His OPS isn't as good. 
I mean, it's there's a it's a laundry list of things with him. Yeah, I mean, eight out of nine seasons with 20 or more home runs, four of those eight he had 30, so if you're talking like raw power, Bruce is pretty comparable. Yeah, he's got a very good power. Are we even going to put Jay Bruce in the Jays conversation? I know there's rumors about that. Can we just scratch him off the list? I think we have to because they keep talking about him. And it's as annoying as it is, you have to talk about it. Okay, so thoughts on Jay Bruce? I don't like it. I think he's basically the same player as Batista, and I would rather get more athletic in that in that area. I mean, Josh Reddick or, or even Dexter Fowler uh, as a outfield option on the free agency market. You know, a guy like like Charlie Blackman, mm-hmm. <laughs> guy like Charlie Blackman or Ender Enciarte or something like that that they could trade for. I just think there's a lot of options out there that would be better yeah. than Jay Bruce. Exactly, there are definitely way better options out there. I think, uh, like when you look at, I mean, why would you want to go and trade for an Elfie when you could probably get a better one in free agency and not give up? give up anything especially with this team not having the prospect depth that they had before or even guys on the roster that you may not want to part with this makes yeah you, you know they're going to be uh pretty th- economically thrifty with that where they're gonna they're gonna try and do everything they can and not give up a draft pick because i mean i wouldn't want to either uh, i mean it's kind of maddening how some of these guys that you don't think are worthy of draft picks are getting qualifying offers but i mean it makes you happy to see those guys accept those offers like jeremy helicus helixson neil walker neil walker i don't know i i didn't think dexter fowler is worth that either but i mean maybe he might well you love dexter fowler man you like that's like the one guy you keep advocating for off the podcast here that the jays should go out and get i think he's perfect fit for them, because obviously, outside of the fact that he's a natural center fielder and he'd obviously have to move to right field because of Kevin Pillar's just Superman of defensive abilities, but he's he's a switch hitter. Uh, he's good speed. He plays really good defense. Um, he just he walks a lot. He gets on base, and he's a leadoff hitter too. I mean, there's the Jays still don't have a leadoff hitter, and how many guys could there be as a table setter that's as good as him? I mean, one of the things that I look at is is the record that the Cubs had when he was in their lineup and when he wasn't. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was like an astronomical difference. They were like a 500 team when he was he wasn't in the lineup. So, I mean, I just think he's a really good player and he's someone that I think would be an excellent addition. I think you take whatever you were going to give Encarnacion Bautista and you give it to Fowler and Reddick, and those would be the two. Yeah, guys. I would do that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. They have two outfield holes. Like they, they do. They have both because Saunders is not coming back. Probably not. I don't see it happening. Definitely not. And you've only got you got Pilar and you got Upton, and then Carrera would be your bench, and you got Carrera as well. And those guys are not Upton and Carrera are not going to be starting. They already they've already made that determination. So get two guys that can start. Then when you need to, you put Upton and Carrera in as your your platoon or however you want to call it, your sub guys. Or like pinch hitters. I mean, yeah. uh, Melvin Upton was actually pretty decent as a pinch hitter. I mean, he had some pretty big hits as a pinch hitter. Yeah. Uh, like the game three against Texas, he had that big double. You know, he's, he, And he had a couple, I think he had a pitch and home run against the Yankees, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And he also had that, I think, I don't know if it was a pinch hit, but he also had that uh, inside the park home run. I know he didn't, I don't think he started oh. the game, but I think he came in. Yeah, against the later. Twins. Yep. 
So well, he's he's also said too though he prefers to play every day. I'm not saying the Blue Jays should play him every day, but that's something he said as a preference. Yeah. So I don't know. Take that for what it's worth. If you guys could pick one player to fill the right field or left field spot, just a corner outfielder, period, who would it be for you for them to go after? For me, it's Josh Reddick. I think he's the perfect fit. I I would say Reddick too. I, I think he hits. I mean, we've seen him hit really well at the Rogers Center, and I think that's key. Especially if you're going to lose Encarnacion Bautista, who hit well at home, I think that would be the the guy would go for. And you can platoon him with Upton if he's if the, if that's what they want to do. If Dexter, it's by, you have? if it's <laughs> if it's by free agency, obviously I'd go with Dexter Fowler. But <laughs> by trade, I, I would actually really like uh, Charlie Blackman. Oh yeah, Char- if it's by trade, I'm I'm oh. all aboard the Charlie Blackman train. I don't oh. know what it would cost. I mean, I'm assuming uh, with his name being thrown out that he's, you know, seemingly available, which would be shocking to me. But that's what Ken Rosenthal said. So I got to believe that there's even a moderate possibility that it could be moved, that that's a guy I'd be all over. Um, Man, if Charlie Blackman was there, I would hope the Jays get that done ASAP. But I don't don't think he's as available as they make it seem. Because if you're the Rockies, I mean, how long are you going to keep rebuilding for? Exactly. I don't, yeah, they don't have any pitching, though. Yeah, I guess you could argue that it's coming for them, all the young arms, but that's a whole other work in progress out there. Yeah. Three other positions for the Blue Jays I think we should talk about here. Uh, one is obviously the bullpen. Two is backup catcher. And three is first base. I think we should save first base at the end to talk about because there's obviously some you know, fantasy land dream scenarios that could happen there. You guys want to start with backup catcher or the bullpen? Uh, we can do the backup catcher because it's probably pretty easy. I think it's easiest, too. For me, it's it's without a doubt it's it's got to be Reese McGuire, the 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 prospect that was acquired in the Francisco Liriano trade. I mean, right now he's major league ready in terms of his defense. Offensively, there's no way he can be in any way worse than Josh Tolley. So, I mean, he's an upgrade defensively, and there's no way he's probably an upgrade offensively as well. And he costs you nothing, so it, it makes too much sense for me personally. No, and I definitely agree with that. Uh, people were telling me who should they get a should they bring back Deion Navarro as the backup catcher to why you just traded for one when you made the Hutchins trade. That's why I really like that trade they made with Lir- to get Liriano. I know people were upset to get rid of uh, Hutchinson, but you get you got a really good because ba- backup catchers are really hard to find now. You're fi- you're in a lot of teams now, especially when you look at the team like the Cubs. They benefited from having two pretty good catchers there and. I, I, that's where I think you go with the younger guy in Reese McGuire who can step in, give Russell Martin probably a bit more days off than what you were getting out of a guy like Do- Josh Tolley and and Navarro at the oh yeah, gosh, I, I can't believe I just said Tolley's name, but I'm I'm just so happy the, that I, he'll never play for this team ever again. I think that's the last <laughs> it makes time, makes me so happy. I think this is the last time we'll ever mention his name. I just don't remember him ever getting a hit. Like I don't I, remember. Oh no, I re- oh no, I remember him getting hits because every time he went up the bat, Jake's like, "Oh look, deal. guess who's going up? It's Josh Tolley, and he hits like he gets a hit, and I would I would chirp <laughs> you after that. So, so there's because eighty percent of the time it would be he'd strike out or ground out. Yep, there is the name I think you guys are forgetting here. Um, he's also in the system too, AJ Jimenez. This guy, when he came up before getting the two shoulder surgeries, he was one of the top ten prospects in mm-hmm. all of baseball among catchers. Defensively, he's an absolute wizard. He's got a cannon for an arm. 
But injuries. Injuries have been like a huge problem for him throughout his career. I think you'll see him and Reese McGuire battle it out in spring training, and that'll be your backup catcher. Well, I just think he's somebody Jay Spencer forgot about. Well, I will be. Yeah, as... I mean, didn't he just yeah. get put on their forty-man uh, roster so he couldn't get Rule Fived? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there so you that go. Tells you what they think of him. Yeah. So they clearly believe he's he's a part of the future somehow. That is true, and I will actually be at spring training this year for a week. So if I get a chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, my uh, my school's going down there, so hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to these guys. There we go. Road trip, Jake? Maybe. That would be Road trip to Florida? <laughs> I'm always game for that, man. Aren't I'm pretty they... sure a little thing called spring break's going on, too. So Yeah, that might be a pretty good idea. But did, aren't <laughs> they doing some pretty major... Uh, renovations uh, there, yeah. Renovations, right? Are they? Yep. When will they be done? I think it was 2022 I was reading or 2021. I got to go back and look at that. Oh, but I know wow. they reached an agreement really? and they're they're doing like a complete revamp. Oh, I thought it was like this year. <laughs> I, don't, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But all I remember is from a friend who went there and said it's one of the worst in all of baseball. So That's fair. Okay, what about the bullpen guys? What do they need in the bullpen? Uh, left-handed reliever would be my top priority. I think that's something that they really... I mean, they had to use Luriano at times last year, which is not ideal, but um, I, I think... I mean, they've... As you, you probably know, they went after, they're going after Brett Cecil again, offering him a three-year deal. That was a rumor, but I think that it, it sounds right because other teams seem to be wanting to give left-handed relievers an extra two years on a deal instead of a one-year. So that that's my number one priority. Yeah, I mean, in the in the bullpen, I think they got to add at least two two relievers minimum, maybe even three. I mean, unfortunately, they they're trying to stretch out Joe Biagini, which I actually think is a pretty good idea. Um, but it also opens up a pretty big hole because he was one of their lone bright spots down there, uh, outside of him and Osuna. So right now, it's it's pretty pretty barren, and I think you got to get a setup guy. I know Greeley did well, but you got to get that seventh inning guy. Maybe move, maybe move Gurley down to the seventh and get a setup guy, or a natural closer and put Osuna at setup man or another guy closer. I don't know, but like some guys that I think would be a great ad as in terms of a lefty reliever is Patrick Corbin on the Arizona Diamondbacks. He he had a, a short stint as a reliever and he was incredible. I mean, he's a guy that. A lot of guys are comparing to uh, Andrew Miller because he's got that wipeout slider that goes across for uh, for lefties and it goes uh, down and in on righties and it's just really hard to hit. And he's got some pretty good uh, life on his fastball. So that's a guy that I highlighted in an article that I wrote uh, for a lefty. Um, another guy that I like a lot is obviously Mark Melanson, but based on the prices that I've been hearing for what they think he'll get, I think he's out of the Jays' price range. And then other guys like Neftali Feliz, uh, Brandon Morrow, maybe Dustin McGowan, just two former Jays to throw out there that are free agents. Oh, wow. Those are some guys. Maybe some bargain bin guys. Well, I think, I the... think you're forgetting one name, too. Sorry to cut you off. No, 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 no. Day, no you go. You go. I think one name you're forgetting is Boone Logan. Oh, yeah. Somebody oh, yeah. they kicked the tires on at the trade deadline with the Rockies. Uh, former New York Yankee, failed starter, became a reliever. Throws pretty hard. He's got decent gas. I mean, Slider's not white belt like Corbin. I don't know if Corbin's going to be completely ruled out as a starter going forward. I mean, 
are the Diamondbacks really ready to pull the plug on him? Because like you were saying, he's got great stuff. And he was a great starter pre-Tommy John, so I don't know if they'll be really ready to just move on from him yet as a, as a starter. But I think Boone Logan, to get back to him, is somebody the Jays will take a run at. I always wondered if they were to sign uh, back Brett Cecil, if they could also add Boone Logan, or if, if it's either one or the other. Because I believe the deal that they offered was what about three? It was three years, fifteen million, or something like that. Yeah, didn't Jamie think, Campbell say that. I think it's about he didn't say the financial details. Oh, but it was a three-year deal. I, I think the yeah. one. I think what Seattle was offering was three years, eighteen million, so six million per year. Yeah. Wow. I guess lot. I guess that's the going rate for relievers nowadays. But jeez, left-handed relievers too. Don't forget. Yeah, I know they're just so rare. To think that. Outside of Chapman, those are the top three lefty relievers. is is pretty astounding. Yeah, I, and I, I, it's tough because Brett Cecil had, I mean, last year, the year, not well, this past season, but the year before that, he was lights out, and then injuries seemed to kind of bug his season, and he, he had some good moments in the playoffs, but. I, I think you would try to go for other options before you go to Brett Cecil. That's that's why my opinion. If you can get someone else that's going to give you, I think higher velocity. Uh, I think Logan would be a really good addition. And if you can't get him, I think you can circle back to Cecil. Unless you can get both, but I don't think I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know if both will happen either. I, I would love to see Mark Melanson, like Jake was saying too, but I think he's out of their price range given the budget that we've been told they're going to go by. Yeah, they they um, they don't want to put too much money into the bullpen. We've already seen that. Yeah, no kidding. And what some teams are offering, apparently he might get ten million a year. And jeez, that's I'm that's just substantial. To, I'm I'm just trying to think like what Osuna would get. <laughs> like he's got to get thirteen. The guy's twenty one. Another guy the Jays are gonna have to pay pretty soon. Yeah. So uh, that's you know. that's what comes with being good, though. So yeah, I don't think it's a problem. I just think it's something they're gonna have to consider. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's talk about the dream spot here. This is the one that fans, they go a bit overboard sometimes in my opinion. It's first base. You know, are we going to platoon Justin Smoke and Steve Pierce? Or is there any chance that they're going to go out and get a Joey Votto or somebody who I think they should kick the tires on as Miguel Cabrera just to see? But I think they'll get a bid for him. But anyways, thoughts on that, guys? Oh, Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a can of worms, so start wherever you like. You know what, let's start with the platoon. Thoughts on the platoon of potentially Steve Pierce and Justin Smoke? I actually like Steve Pierce. I mean, he's a guy that's universally always killed the Jays. He just always seems to – I think he hits about 400 at Rogers Center against the Blue Jays that are red. I mean, he's he's a lefty too. Uh, he's got pretty good splits against – I think – was it lefties or was it both righties and lefties? He had a pretty decent year last year. Um, you know, he's a guy that I like a lot personally – if I were to to find a guy, I heard on the radio uh, what Jonah Carey said was was Luis Valbuena, the guy from the Houston yeah. Astros. He's a guy that I would like a little bit better than Steve Pierce, but one of those two guys would uh, definitely be realistic in terms of the the other guy that we're going to talk about. Uh, when I I think they kind of put themselves in a kind of a hard position position when they uh or tough position when they re-sign smoke i don't know what i don't think there was i don't know i know they were trying to give themselves options going into the offseason that they wouldn't be scrambling to find a first baseman but 
I think now it's like you have to think about doing this platoon idea. And I think Pierce would be a good idea to do. But I would just rather kind of go a little bit bigger if you can. I mean, Joey Votto, I mean, we'll get into the Joey Votto idea, but um, I, I think if you are going to have to platoon, I think you, ha- I think Steve Pierce would, would be the, would be the logical pick. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking, I'm trying to look at the options here. Who else could be there? I like Steve Pierce just because of his versatility. You can plug him in at so many other positions. And with this yeah. team, it's aging, it's getting older, whether we like to admit that or not, it is getting older. Pierce can give Josh Donaldson some, day, some days off. He can fill in at second base if Devin Travis is to get hurt. He can provide relief at the corner outfields. Like, there's a lot of good things he can do for this team that I think he's more valuable than just the platoon at first base. So that's why he's a top my list. Yeah, Luis Valbuena can do that too. But yeah, he's I very think, versatile too. I think those are the two guys that realistically you should go after a first base because I mean the other guys like Mike Napoli. I'm I'm not a fan of him no. at all personally. But you sure? I mean, all playoffs, he were just pumping his tires. Yeah, he, he had an excellent. <laughs> I think he hit about 160. <laughs> you were all over him. I think the amount of times I read in the chat, Mike Napoli is awful. <laughs> I'm still counting. <laughs> okay, Joey Votto or Miguel Cabrera? Um, where to start with this? Oh, I think Votto is maybe the more realistic of the two, if there is any chance of one. And yeah. would cost much less. Yeah. Would it, though? I mean... Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, what if the Jays were to say to the Reds, you know, we'll eat all of Votto's salary? I think I'm, you're basically I think Votto will up. cost nothing. I think, yeah, exactly. I don't think you're giving up anything. Anything yeah. decent, maybe some pitching prospects. Maybe you give up a guy like John Harris, who's who's a mid-level pitching prospect, and and maybe uh, maybe another guy, but I don't think it would cost that much. Oh, it would it would kind of uh, kill any of the burn from losing Bautista and Encarnacion if you were to bring home Votto. I think. Oh, would... I think they're better hitters than him. Yeah, I mean he's better hitter than them. Definitely, both and of I, them. And I, like that's why it's like you say we are gonna take that money that we may have wanted to give them and we put it towards Votto. And I think obviously it's it's tough to pay all that for a guy like Votto, but he's also a really good hitter. Like. I, the number of times I've seen, you know, we've seen his his highlights on you know Twitter and on uh, TSN, just for all the stuff he was doing last year, especially in the second half. Like he, he was borderline an MVP candidate for the NL. Yep. And the Reds were horrible. And I think if uh, you're the Reds, you're trying to move on, like they've been. Trying I mean, to you move. just you can't be stuck in no man's land. I mean, you you got to pick the way you're gonna go. Like, you, do you want to be a team that finishes 20th and picks 10th? I mean, I know this isn't the NHL or NBA or the NFL where you can tank a season. It's 162 games. But I just – it's such an albatross for them because they're not a big market team. And paying him basically a third of their entire payroll is just – it's not good for them at all. It doesn't make sense. Who would you rather have, Miggy or Joey Votto? I mean – just as a raw player, who would you rather have first? Uh, Miguel Cabrera, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. I think he's the best hitter. Still probably a top five hitter in the uh, entire league. I think he's and, top two, period. I think it's just him and Trout. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some guys liked, obviously, Yeah, I was going to say David Ortiz, but he is retired. Uh, guys like, I'm a really big fan of Mookie Betts. but I'll take Nolan Arenado over. Yeah, Nolan Betts Arenado, too, yeah. 
He flat out and, rakes. And Joey Votto's a pretty solid hitter too, but yeah, I think um, maybe you could throw Chris Bryant in there, maybe. Um, yeah, oh yeah, like, Chris Bryant. I just think Miggy and Trout are in a, a class of their own. And Donaldson too, you got to throw our boy on in there. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about him too. Take for granted sometimes they have plays here, I guess, so I forget yeah, about him. Exactly. Dave, who would you take just as a raw player, Miggy or Votto? I would take Miggy. Even, Miggy, okay. He's no, younger too, isn't and he? And not because like, of the, like yeah. two years or something. Uh, is he? I mean, I'm not He's, uh, I think they're the same age, actually. Because Votto's really? 33. Yeah, yeah, I thought Cabrera was like 31. Whatever. No, I think he's 33. I'll check right now. I'm almost certain he's 33, though. And I'm taking the Canadian bias out of it, too, which is really hard. <laughs> yeah, that's hard for Toronto fans, too. It is hard. And he grows up. He grew up in my neighborhood, like Etobicoke. Yep. His school, What's rich for you? Yeah, his school is like a five-minute drive from where I live. So, um. Yeah, but you can't you can't deny what Cabrera has done over the past how many years. So yeah. since he got to Detroit, yeah, since he got to Detroit, so like about ten years almost. That happened in like oh seven. They're both thirty three, by the way, Jake. Oh, okay, all right. So same age. Here, here's the thing. Miggy's gonna make thirty to twenty five million dollars every year from now until he's forty two. Votto's gonna make twenty five to twenty. Who, yeah. who would you rather pay till 42? Who do you think is going to age better as a player? I think, I think they're both going to age both pretty well, actually, because it's not like their game really revolves around, you know, having extreme athletic ability. I wouldn't say any of those guys are physical freaks. So no. I think they're both going to be okay, but I would say Miguel Cabrera because just because he's really slightly better. Yeah, slightly. You're not better. concerned about his weight? No, I mean, look at David Ortiz. Yeah, well, look what happened to Ortiz the last couple of years. Like, for well, one... he had knee injuries, right? Do any of them? I think Votto's the only one that has actually had like semi uh, uh, big injuries. Didn't he have like a knee injury or something? Yeah, he had knee. He had a knee injury. But Miggy's had like they just classify as like lower body injuries. He's had an assortment of nagging injuries that he's played through. But weight has always been a concern with him. Yeah, it's not a concern for me when he gets a uh, triple crown. So fair i'm just saying like maybe not for past production but going forward who would age better i don't know it's, it's really close so i mean you, anybody's right no matter how you pick it you're right anyway yeah so, you're getting a stud either way yeah, you're getting a stud a, you're getting a top five player in the league right now what would you give up for one of these guys <sighs> to take on that money i wouldn't give up a lot i mean maybe Maybe you give up a top five prospect. I wouldn't give up Urena. I wouldn't give up Guriel. I wouldn't give up Reed Foley. I'd give up anybody else, though. Okay, so here, I'll ask you this, then. I'll give you two scenarios. The first scenario would be the Tigers or the Reds eat a good majority of that contract. Then what are you giving up? I would I would consider giving up Urena. I'd give up Urena and maybe... Alfred? Uh, yeah, maybe I was going to say a pitching prospect, like maybe like a John Harris or a TJ Zook or something like that. A guy that's – I don't know if I'd give up Reed Foley and Alf, and, uh, and Urena because that's the top two prospects. I think it would take that. I mean, I think it would take at least two to three high-end prospects. Would, would you agree with that, Dave, or am I giving up too much? Well, if they're eating, if they're eating yeah, I think you're, you're going to give up more. You always are. Um, I mean, when – it's tough because you don't you don't see a lot of these guys getting traded all the time, um, and you, when you see prospects getting dealt, you're getting you're getting a really good player. 
in these two players, you're getting a really good player. Um, it, it just depends. It's, if Rodgers is willing to take on more money without sacri- and then that way we wouldn't have to sacrifice the prospects. I honestly think option. they'd rather eat it than have to give up prospects. That's interesting because I was going to ask you that next. If you didn't have, to, if they, if they took on pretty much all of the contract of either player, what would you give up then? And by the sounds of it, nothing. Barely almost anything. barely anything. Yeah, I would give them. I would just give the team enough to to kind of give them some hope of losing a guy like Cabrera Vado and say, here we're going to give you something, but we're not going to give you the truckload because, frankly, we're doing you a, a bit of a favor. Yeah, you're Although, giving them a reset yeah, button almost exactly, and they need it. I mean, they don't have anything in the farm. They, I don't think they're going to pick in the top five. You know, maybe they are, but I don't really know any prospects that they have that are really highly touted. So, and you tell them all that money that they're not paying Votto or Cabrera. Most likely, we're talking about Votto here. You can put it somewhere else. We're giving you that option. So, I, I would, I would say, if you're if you're taking on the salary, you're not giving up much. And you can pretty much reopen a new era for the Reds. I mean, and even the Tigers. I mean, if they're thinking about trading guys like Verlander or JD Martinez, I mean, oh, they're blown it up then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you saw with the Reds, they're not going to re-sign Brandon Phillips, and he said, "Okay, you can trade me now. I got a year left of my deal. While yep. you start new, don't don't just let this guy get dragged in because he's not really going to be a part of their plans, and we'll just be wasting his talents." That's what I think. I think, though, if Rogers is going to eat it, they would only eat that money for Joey Votto over Miguel Cabrera. I think purely because he's from Toronto. I agree. They market a, the hell out oh, of yeah. They make a ton of money. Oh, definitely. Exactly. Look what they did with Saunders, like Captain Canada and stuff like that. You, you tell me Joey Votto wouldn't be the real Captain Canada? Yeah, no kidding. Captain Canuck will change it so it's not too close. The other thing is also Votto has the no trade. But he's, I think, I think he, he said it. he would waive it to come home. Yeah. I don't he has God, said I respect publicly. the guy for his loyalty, but I've, if any of you have ever been to Cincinnati, the, yeah. and knowing you could have gone and played anywhere else, it's the guy's not lacking loyalty, let's say that. But I think it's it's pretty hard for him to be on such a bad team and, and pretty much just having to waste his, his – uh, his incredible career thus far with with a team that I think made the playoffs twice and they lost in the wild card. I'm pretty sure. Well, well here we can we can sum up Cincinnati real quick. They're most well known for having Harambe reside there right now. Yeah, it's exactly. Right. They're, they're known for a gorilla that got killed and turned to an internet sensation. Your boy. And and their best That's player probably. ever is known as probably the most infamous player in all of baseball. So yeah, the big red machine days are long gone. Yeah. Okay. Before we championship. That, uh, I feel like they did. With, I'd have to go back and look. I'm almost certain they did, man. I'm almost certain. I have a big poster in front of me. I got to walk over and look at it in a sec. Before we close it out, give me a percentage of what you guys think the chances are of them landing Votto or Miggy. If you had to put a percentage down, uh, mm-hmm. Miggy. A little Jerry's percentage. Yeah, a little Jerry's percentage right here. Uh, I would say fifteen percent. Fifteen. I'm going to go pretty low. I want to be surprised. Yeah, I was going to go lower, but Dave, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going around like 10%. 10? Yeah. As much as 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 it 
it, all the hype and all the rumors, I, I, I think it's just smoke and mirrors right now. And unless I hear them talking about it or discussing pieces, I'm not putting too much stock into it. Although it seems like I put stock into it just talking about it here, but I don't see it much, much coming out of it unless I hear players being discussed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, also, I think the the quote from Bob Nightingale of the USA Today was that their GM just said there's no shot, which, I mean, obviously it's a smart thing to say. Yes, to say that. You shouldn't just be like, hey, we're openly trading him. Give us the lowest you can and we'll let him go. But I don't know. I don't know how genuine that uh, answer was. I don't know either. I mean, I, truthfully, I'll say 5%. And by the way, the Reds didn't win back-to-back titles with the Big Red Machine. Oh, okay. um, I'll say like 5% or, you know, I, screw it. I'll say 12 and a half. I'll split the difference between you two. All right. I'll roll that. I also think, imagine having to bid against the Red Sox or some team like that for Joey Votto. That would be terrible. Let's, let's uh, talk about that uh, next time. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we'll have something to talk about over Kendris Morales, though. So hopefully we got a new outfielder. Hopefully. I think same time next week, guys, we'll do this. We'll add in a little Leafs 1-2 at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. On that note, guys, we'll close this out. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Tip of the Tower Blue Jays podcast here. If you like what you're hearing, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tip of the Tower. You can follow myself on Twitter at Chris O'Kranitz. You can follow Jake on Twitter at Jake Middleton 12 You can follow Dave on Twitter at D underscore Morissuti. And please, guys, subscribe to the show and leave us a review if you want to. We always appreciate the review and the ratings. Love to hear the feedback. Um, Until next week, guys, take care and enjoy all the free agency. who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click Granger.com, or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.